Good morning all and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Rasul, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, morning Rasul. Good morning, everybody. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for all the good things that you are doing in our lives. We thank you that you open up your word and you reveal your mysteries to us, Father. We thank you that you offer your principles, your prophecies and your promises that are in that word and you guarantee them, back them by your name. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing a new thing in us every single day and you gave your Holy Spirit to be our minister for that purpose so that he can work with us at whatever level we are, no matter how small a baby Christian we might be. No matter how ignorant we might be, he starts with us where we are. And he starts reflecting your image, your likeness in us. He starts shaping our Christian experience, our life, based on that word. We thank you, Father, for the gift of that word and the gift of your spirit. That no matter all the foolishness that we display, the ignorance, the mistakes we keep making, he never tires. He's always there here with us, never willing to make a fresh start once again, never willing to condemn or give up on us, but ever always willing to convict, to raise once again, to work with us that we might not relapse into the same mistakes. He's ever willing to support and empower us. We thank you, Father, for that love that you've shown on us. You gave of your own self. It is you who paid the price for our redemption through Jesus. It is you who are teaching us through your spirit. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you call us, each one by name, to be with you in the secret place. To commune with you. Where you pour out your wisdom and you open up our understanding. Where you move among us and within us to bring about transformation, renewal, and to manifest your miracles in our lives. To cut off from our lives all that must leave us. To replace it with all the good, your image, your light. We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. We share the same, Lord, today with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you in person. With all those that do not want to know you and have turned away from you. And we share it also, Lord, with all those whom we are praying for today, who we are lifting up in our place of prayer. And those that have no one to pray for them. Quicken them, O Father. They might call on your name. That they might turn around their feet. Their steps turn towards you. Their eyes fixed on your glory. And their lives illuminated by your truth. And as we lift all of these in our place of prayer, Lord, at our altar, we call on your name. The name of our maker 
our creator, the lifter of men who dwells in the midst of the cherubims, the Elohim Adonai, our preserver, the ancient of days, our maker, our father. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus, the one who is that cornerstone, the foundation of this house, this Christian experience that you built, Lord. The one who paid the price with everything that he had, that we might have life, that we might have an opportunity to come back into the kingdom, that we might not be lost and kicked out forever. The word himself, our daily bread, our manna given straight down from heaven. The rider on the white horse. The one who was, who is and who is to come. The Alpha, the Omega. And all that is in between. And we pray in the name of His Spirit. The Spirit of the Creator, the Spirit of the Living God. The Spirit of Light and Life and Truth. Spirit of Victory, the Spirit of El Shaddai. All-powerful. The breath of the Father given to us. The one who has made his tabernacle in our body. The one who raised Jesus from the dead and now gives life to that mortal body. The one who heals our backsliding. Lord, we thank you that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. We thank you that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies and all our physical provisions in accordance with your need. In accordance with our need, that provided in accordance with your riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. You have blessed us with everything that we need, that we shall not be found lacking in any way. When you are our shepherd, thank you, Jesus. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make as well as every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy and pure will for each of these lives, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. Command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word. As we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth today. And it will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire. And achieve the purpose for which I sent it, shall not tarry or delay, but shall be fulfilled in full and on time. In the name of Jesus. 
thank you lord for the power of life on our tongue and the gift of discernment to choose life in every situation when we speak thank you jesus today we shall start a short two part series on call on him and he will answer your name we reflect on prayer and how the lord responds many christians make the mistake of assuming that god knows everything and so he knows my problems too then why doesn't he do something about it is god so wicked that he likes to see me troubled and yet does not move and that's what we look at in this two part series when will god intervene when and how will he answer you first let's look at why is he silent then you will know when he will intervene the bible says he sees you and he knows what you need even before you ask he is also able to do far more exceedingly abundantly and better than all that you can ask or imagine and yet he does not move because of three things one when god created man he gave man dominion over the earth realm so part of that dominion mandate is that he removed himself from being a part of it having any direct influence over it let alone controlling or managing it so man controls and manages what happens in this earth realm and when you understand that then you understand the importance of your prayer the importance of what you speak when you understand that you as man have control over what happens in this realm now we'll get back to that tomorrow secondly he gave man a free uh, free will and power to choose now that's a big power because we can reject him as well and many do and he respects that although it pains him in deuteronomy 30 was 19 he said i have set before you life and death blessings and curses and you look look at the immediately preceding verses from verse 15 to 18 onwards he explains the consequences of choosing one or the other and verse 19 here as you go on reading you see he advises us to choose life but he cannot make that choice for us he will not force us we have the power to choose and that is why there are many that choose not to follow any religion today there are many that can live as atheists so called christians that are not practicing at all and there are many that can go against him into other religions and even into all forms of evil they have the power to choose and therefore he will not step into given all these kind of options that people have and make the choices they make he will not step into or force himself into any person's situation without they intentionally 
asking him to. He cannot and will not assume that you are in trouble and need help. Are you seeing why he is silent then? Are you seeing why even though Jesus died for the sins of people, yet many will still go to hell? You might think he was a lamb of God. He took away the sins of the world. So we live under grace. There's nothing we need to do. We're all saved and going to heaven. And that couldn't be any further from the truth. There will still be many that will go to hell. We must consciously make a choice to choose him. It is not enough to say, I am a Catholic, so I will go to heaven. That doesn't help. It is not enough justification to take you. People can choose to say no thank you to God and he will honor it. And the third one is as we see in 1 Peter 5 verse 5 and 6. It says, he resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble. There might be many reasons why God doesn't answer prayer but we're just looking at the three key ones where he will immediately cut himself off. Why? God doesn't intervene. And this one is directly linked with pride. It says he resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble. And the verse goes on to say in verse 6, Therefore humble yourselves before the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. And if we refuse to humble, then he resists. Even at the slightest hint of pride, he will resist. What is our approach to him when we are calling on him? Are we still holding on to control? <clears throat> Not letting him choose how he will bless. Lord, use this person as my destiny helper to get them to speak to so-and-so and do that for me? Are we limiting or restricting the options that are available to him when we say he's omnipotent and all-capable? There are 7.2 billion people on earth and yet we speak specific names and say, Lord, ask that one to do this for me. Are we restricting him? Or are we letting him use his wisdom, which is far higher than ours, to come up with a new way to address your issue and solve your problem? There are times you pray, Lord, let my son choose this job or this career. Make this specific, make him do this specific thing or in a specific way and by or within a certain time limit. When we pray in that way, we are using our intelligence and we are restricting God's wisdom. It is a form of pride where we still want to be in control. Where we want to be in charge. Where we want to feel secure. Where we want to be esteemed in a certain way. So if things go beyond below a certain level, 
then we seem to lose our esteem. That's already affecting us. Are we operating in that pride? And in doing so, thereby restricting God in what He can do for us. Now, what is He saying? In Jeremiah 33, verse 3, He says, Call unto me, and I will answer you. And tell you, and the Amplified Version says, and tell you and even show you great and mighty things, things which have been confined and hidden, which you do not know and understand and cannot distinguish. Call unto me. And today, we, tomorrow, we continue on this, on, on our reflection on this verse. Call unto me and I will answer. Is it that straight and simple? Or what are we missing? We go into depth in this verse. Father, as we reflect on our personal place of prayer and our personal circumstances, and in all the times, Lord, that we fail to call on you, we ask for forgiveness. For all the times that we have not called. For all the times that call has not been up to the way you expect. For all the times we have limited you in the way we ask. We ask for forgiveness, Lord. But at the same time, we also ask for edification. So that as we meditate personally in our place of prayer, on your word, and what you are trying to reveal to each of us, let that bless our prayer life, Lord. Let that revelation open up a new realm of how we call upon you. Knowing that when we call on you, you answer. We ask for that edification in our spirit today, Lord. As we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures today and during this week. We pray, Lord, for all families that are in battle, that are facing division and separation. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds of the enemy, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, poverty, and ignorance of your ways in your word, Lord. Also those that are battling all kinds of strongholds like addictions, compulsive behaviors in their life, or living under false notions as well. Living in the lie that the truth is kept hidden. So that we shall never come to the fullness of what you are trying to reveal to us in the truth, Lord. That every such yoke of the enemy be broken in the name and by the blood of Jesus. Let your light shine through, Father. That that light dispels all darkness. That we are able to see and recognize that light. Amidst all the chaos, amidst all the confusion, all the darkness. And people, your people, 
called by your name, are able to consciously make that choice towards your light. We pray for our own personal needs, that of our families and our friends as well. Especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us. That you always hear us. <coughs> and as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank Kunda <laughs> Ananda <laughs> Kunna <laughs> <laughs> 
Scripture that was put in my heart this morning is from Colossians 3, verse 17. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's daily reflections, our daily divine mercy and rosary sessions, as well as the Friday Bible study sessions, please share links for Zoom and YouTube with friends and family. Invite them to join us. You can also follow the recordings if they are not able to make it live. The recordings are posted on YouTube, on our Spotify podcast page, as well as our Facebook page. Also a reminder about this evening's Bible study session. The topic is the second part in our series on altars and what you need to know about them, where we are learning on learning about altars, how to know if there is one working in your life and is working adversely in your life, the role of an altar in prayer and how you can build one. Please share these links. Invite them to join. We shall share that message now on our Telegram group shortly. The links and the message is also available on our YouTube page as well as our Facebook page in case you would like to use those platforms to share it. Also a reminder that our daily rosary and divine mercy session this afternoon will be at 3 p.m. because we have the Bible study session this evening. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day, so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us, in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. We shall see you at Bible study this evening. Thank, Thank you, Russell. God bless God everyone. God bless everyone.